Hey guys, welcome to the show that gives you the tools you need to break through into all you were created to be, to live your life full of hope and purpose. I'm Pam Ramey and Jesus Girls, let's find our role. Hey, 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 Jesus Girls, welcome to our first show of the new year. This is super exciting. I'm Pam Ramey and I am here to tell you that God wants you to get free in 2023. And every time we get together, we're learning new ways to find our roar and enter into fresh, new relationship with our Lord and to be everything that he's called us to be spirit, mind and body, because God wants us to thrive in all three parts of our being. Also, I wanted to let you know, we've written some really powerful declarations that you can declare over your life this year, because when we declare something, we are sending forth our words that are containers of power as seeds to be planted that will eventually produce a harvest. And we want for your harvest in 2023 to be amazing. So we'd like to send you these declarations. You can put them on the refrigerator. You can tape them on a mirror, but get them in front of you and declare these words over yourself. And in order uh, to get this list, all you have to do is uh, send us a request at pam at jesusgirlroar.com, pam at jesusgirlroar.com. And we are going to get that out to you straight away because we want you to be having God's words on your lips. It is a game changer for our lives lives. Well, Jesus girls, I am super, super excited to introduce you to my very, very special guest today, Asia Coryell. And Asia, welcome to Jesus Girl Roar. Thank you. Don't you you just feel that roar in your chest? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad that you're here today. Me too. It's gonna work. We're gonna have a lot of fun. And, you know, I I know a little bit about your story of when, you know, your life, what your life was like before Jesus and what your life is like now, but let's just learn a little bit about you. So you are a wife. Yes. yes. Wife, mother, four, have four beautiful kids, been married to my husband. It'll be 17 years this year that we've Woo-hoo! been married. That's fantastic. Yes. And, um, yeah, kids ranging from five all the way up to 15 and it's awesome. I love, love being a mom, loving a wife, um, also a life and wellness coach, and um, been in the health and wellness industry, been into it since I was 13. Um, got inspired by Denise Austin. I remember her well, absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's still rocking it, too. Oh, At 65, come on. Yeah, um, Watch. I was watching her when I was 13 years old, and I'll never forget looking at her, and I mean, she was just such a light, her smile. Such a light. You know, and I'm like, man, I want to be like her, so I would w- copy her routine and then had my mom and my younger sister do it with me and they're like oh look at Asia and I'm like hey do what she's doing so I had my little work my first studio was my bedroom my 13 year old bedroom I love that I love it well you know speaking of fitness that's how you and I met right Uh, you had auditioned for uh, a huge corporation that I was working for at the mm-hmm. time, and in bounces this ray of sunshine so auditioning for uh, the position of as one of our fitness instructors, yeah. and instantly... Yeah. I saw two things in you. I saw great talent and I saw a light. Yes. And our spirit really started bearing witness it with really one another, did. didn't it? Yeah. And, you, and this is so funny now that you're saying that. Like, I'm thinking back now, you really gave off Denise Austin vibes. <laughs> you really well, I'm did. taking that as like, thank you so much. You did because you, you were very sweet, very, very beautiful. Pam's very beautiful. And um, and just I remember when I, as I was auditioning, I did one move and you gave me to look like, don't do that. <laughs> did I do that? You, did, you, you said, don't do that. I'm like, okay, okay I shouldn't have done that. Was um, I, being, I was being protective yeah, probably. You were very, yeah. very protective. So, um, so then, you know, thank goodness I got hired, you know, and then that's when we really started to talk. Yeah. And you said, well, what's your background? I said, well, my background is theater and film and art and this and the other. You're like, theater? I'm like, yeah, and this and the other. And I said, well, I've done some shows. I've done um, this show called Jesus is Mabuski. And you're like, oh, I knew it. <laughs> and I remember you was just like, I knew it. I knew there was something. And, yeah. Um, 
we did. We did, didn't yeah, we? We yeah. both. We just both knew, and and we just. It was just a fast knitting together of our yes. hearts, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. So, yeah. Um, I was like, this is so cool. And this, like, really, you know, I was grateful to be, you know, under you and in that position I was in with that corporation. Mm -hmm. Um, But also being able to get to know you outside of there. You know what I'm saying? I I Um, agree with you. I love that, too, that we knew almost instantly when you came on board. Yeah. And we had that first conversation that that we were a divine appointment. Yeah. Yeah. You've always said that. Yeah, I've always felt like meeting you was a divine appointment. And, and you know what? You being here today is a divine appointment. Yeah. Because I know that God has so much encouragement for somebody. And, you know, our stories are powerful, aren't they, Asia? Yeah, they are. Yeah. And they really are. It's really how we get to see it's by the power of our testimony, the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony that we're able to see how God works in our lives. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you can just tell us a little bit about Asia before you had an encounter with Jesus. Well, there's, um, there's a lot. I mean, I'll just, I'll start from the very beginning. So mm-hmm. even, um, when I was younger, before, you know, I was actually with my mom, I was with my father. And my father and my mother, they lived a very crazy life. They called themselves the Black Bonnie and Clyde of Brooklyn. You know? Oh, really? Yes. Um, my father, you know, he's passed. Now he passed away years ago. Um, was doing crazy wild things. Was known in New York for the way that he handled people. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Guns, drugs, you name it. Those types of things were in his life. Um, multiple different different women and him and my mother were not married Mm -hmm. they had a rough rough relationship i mean you talk about physical abuse verbal abuse mixing that with drugs and alcohol too you know and um i remember one story that my mom told me she's like yeah he hung me out a window oh my you know what i'm saying while she was pregnant with me oh my goodness and um and so i was like wow and so then i'm born you know and my mom and dad are like i said they were not together Mm -hmm. and um my father's like, well, I'm keeping her. I'm keeping this little girl. And my mother's like, well, I want my daughter. He's like, well, you're not going to have her. And um, Were there other siblings at this time? So, no. no okay, so was, you were the first one. I was the first one. And there, yeah. now there's a battle between who yeah. is going to get to keep you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, so my, and so my mother and father, they break up. And um, I, I'm in the home with my father, but the, and within that home, there was sexual abuse going on with me that my father did not know about. Mm. Um, his girlfriend, her son was molesting me. Oh, my goodness. And so he was a And how old were you at this time? Probably like four, four or five. Oh. And I just remember feeling, I'm like, this doesn't feel right, you know, mm-hmm. and this is not good. And um, and I didn't have anybody to talk to because my father wasn't there. He was out running the streets. Right. And then his girlfriend would be beating me. She would beat me up. So she would like, oh you know, gracious. you're not going to eat this. So she'll smack me. Well, you're not going to do this. Well, I'm going to punch you. And mm-hmm. I wasn't at school. So between like an early age until mm-hmm. like six or so, I wasn't even in school. So I didn't know how to read and how to write all this stuff because mm-hmm. my dad was doing his own thing. And he didn't know any better. You know, if he right. knew better, he would have done better. And um, I thank God for this cousin. My cousin, this cousin actually passed away too. This cousin of mine named Abby. Mm-hmm. She um, came. I by, love that name, yeah, Abby. Abby. Oh, Abby. Abby. Mm-hmm. I love Abby. Yeah. And so she's beautiful. And um, so she came by and saw me one day, and she was like, "Man, you know." She went back home to my mother. And mind you, my mom did not live far from my father at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we all lived in the same area of Brooklyn. And she's like, Asia does not look good. She just does not. Something's wrong. Are you still at right around four years old? Four, like, this uh, probably like around five or six. Five now. or six, okay. Yeah, um, and he... And that probably was going on around that time. I remember it because I remember it. And I think the memory starts to kick in around five or six. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I was older when it was happening. And so my cousin comes by, sees that I'm not okay, goes home and tells my mom. And my mom was like, you know, they weren't married. So legally, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? She's like, and that man is crazy. He will kill me. Like my father would have physically probably tried to kill her. Oh, my. Because um, that's So she he, wanted to come and get you. She wanted to get me, but she was scared. But she was scared af- afraid for her, her life. life. Yeah, it was bad, you know. Um, my goodness. Because he was really not in a, a good mental place. Mm-hmm. And so my cousin said, um, she doesn't look good. Um, something's going on. And so she came back and visited me while my father wasn't there. Hmm. And... 
she's like, I'm just going to take AJ to the store. So my father's girlfriend was there. And um, and the girlfriend said, okay, you know, my shoes, I remember um, my shoes were a couple sizes too small. Mm-hmm. So I put these shoes on that were, you know, they were not good. Got my jacket. She's like, AJ, we're going to go to the store. And I said, okay. So she takes me to the store, and mm-hmm. she, I get pecan twirlies, which is still to this. I'm getting chills telling you. So I still my favorite dessert. So I pick up some <laughs> pecan twirlers from the little mini mart around the corner from my grandmother's house, and she takes me to my grandmother's house, and they clean me up and bathe me, put me in pajamas. Aww. She kidnaps me. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, and so um, there is a brave woman. Yes, Abby was a brave yes. woman, and so. Um, I remember going into my grandmother's house. My aunt Josephine, who was um, battling with cancer at the time, mm-hmm. was in the living room with my grandmother. My mom comes home and she sees me. She's like, "Hey," she's and my cousin just. She's like, "Yeah, Asia's here." And she, my my cousin just took matters into her own hand. She's like, "She she's here." What a powerhouse woman yeah. she is! And so wow. um, that was like kind of like the beginning point of mm-hmm. it all. And I'm mm-hmm. like this. And um, I didn't go back. And then my father tried. Did he come try to get you? He okay. tried. So he actually came by um, and said, Aja, I have some toys. Like he, like I said, they did not live far from each other. I can walk to his house from oh where my, my grandmother lived. Yeah. And um, and he had came by with his current girlfriend and um, said, Aja, I got some toys in the car for you. He's like, you need to come look at it. I'm like, no, I'm okay. He's like, no, come look at these toys. I said, no, I'm okay. And I walked away. From, I backed away from the car. Wow. And, um, and you knew, and then I just went back to my grandmother's inside my grandma's house. But yeah, I did not go back. And, um, that was like the beginning of all such, that stuff. Such divine intervention. It really was. Such divine intervention. It really, really Asia. was. Um, and like it's my, my father, you know, he was not born again. Mm-hmm. My mother was not born again. You know, even I was living back with her, mm-hmm. she wasn't saved. And by this time she had, was in a, a new relationship with an, different person and that's when my sister comes along mm-hmm. i have an awesome younger sister and um so now i'm like a big sister and we're still living in new york and everything and i'm thinking to myself i'm like you know i want some there's something more you know mm-hmm. i remember like not knowing about god and not knowing about jesus but i love going to church i love the fact that they would give us food at church and that i would make so friends. you're so who was taking you to church me you really nobody was taking me i just i got invited by some friends to go to a church up the street Mm -hmm. from my house and i started to go how old were you probably like like 10 or 11 that is so awesome so you just started going by yourself yeah and then um and then the i remember so such a sweet pastor was this pastor not far from our house um the street uh, the church right down the street from our house and i was going to church and the pastor actually took me to his house and it, I mean, the blessing was, you know, my mom was just like, oh, yeah, you can take him. My mom was like, she's a single woman working full time, taking care of two kids, you know. So she just let me go. And I was honest. I was a very trustworthy kid. I mm-hmm. didn't do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom just would let me go. But I remember going. I didn't even know how to read the Bible. I would look at the Bible. I'm like, they were like, turn a chapter. And I'm like, chapter and verse and i was like totally confused like how do i oh <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, and i would pretend i literally pretended to read the bible <laughs> um but because i didn't know how to do it i didn't know how to read it mm-hmm. and um but i just remember going there and the feeling that i had when i would go you could feel the presence yeah. of god's love yeah and i remember the pastor being really nice and really mm-hmm. kind and very loving and i'm like this feels good so what kind of yeah. an impact uh, how long were you at that church and how what kind of an impact did that have on you Probably like I was like going there sporadically, you know, probably like a year, year and a half, Mm -hmm. two years. Um, Like I said, my mom was not going at the time. Mm -hmm. She wasn't born again either. Um, And she would. And then once I had my little sister, she was like, take your sister. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was me and my little sister. That's so sweet. Um, Yeah. So it was just I just remember I liked the food. I liked the fact that I had, you know, the fellowship of other kids. Mm -hmm. And I liked the way it felt. And I I remember one pastor in particular, like he was, you know, a tall, older black guy. He was just really nice, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's the memory that I have from back then. So it was really a good memory. And God was planting some seeds in your heart that... That ultimately, down the road, we're going to bring forth a harvest. Yes. So 
where did where did you go from there? Did you stay in Brooklyn? No, no. So my mom ended up getting an opportunity to um, leave. She got some work in down south, and I forget why. No, I know what happened. My mom said I, I was getting ready going to um, junior high, mm-hmm. and I'm very, for the lack of a better word, at that age, like thir- 12, 13, very green. Mm-hmm. Um, I was into horses, archery. So was I. Yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> not as much archery, although yeah. my dad was an archer, but yeah. um, I was very much into horses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, because I remember we went on a field trip um, at my school, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. Horses and this and the other. What a fun not, thing. Yeah, yeah, but not for girls from Brooklyn. Not from girls <laughs> from <laughs> Like, girls from Brooklyn are into other stuff, you know what I'm saying? And I literally come from a family of, you know, people that were running the streets, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And they protected me. Like, they were like, she is not like everybody else in our family. Like, I knew how to dance. I was a great dancer. I would do street competitions with dancing, but... Really? Yeah, I love dance, but that was the only thing that people say well we know that you're black because you can dance oh, really? <laughs> i'm being straight up like everything else is very not you know like my culture you know um so that is a great story i love it's that true. that's I, a great story i i've won many dance competitions you know and, um, but because I, I love dancing but everything else about me was you know liking nature stargazing very much like weird mm-hmm. for lack of a better word just you know? different just different yeah. than what you're well you were not you know bonnie and clyde no i was not bonnie you were not bonnie and, you were not bonnie and clyde in brooklyn no and no. so so mom gets an opportunity to move to the south yeah and now we're in the south yeah so we moved down south she moved down south because of me okay so i was saying all that say because she moved down south because she was like i cannot let you get on the train because you're going to get hurt she was like, I can't go let you go to high, middle, junior high on the wow. train. So it's like somebody will take advantage of you. So part of the reason why we moved down south was because of me. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. And so, you know, you fast forward. So we're down south. My mom was working. She ends up, you know, my mother was a recovering drug addict and not drug, um, drug addict. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up um, relapsing. Uh, now, are you in Atlanta at this point? When yes. you say down that you came to Atlanta. Yeah, so we came to Marietta. We actually okay. came to Marietta. Okay. And um, I was going to um, a middle school, then getting into high school, Osborne High School. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from Osborne High School, went to Marietta High School. And my mom was, um, at this time, she had relapsed, and we ended up losing everything. Oh, my. And... Um, and it was your mom, your sister, and, and myself, you, yes, and yourself, yeah. And you lost everything, yeah. So she, we had, she had a nice car, had a nice apartment, and she had gotten to some trouble with some things that she had done in her work that was illegal, mm-hmm. and that's when she reverted back to drugs. Mm-hmm. And then we went from having all that to being in a like a motel, um, rock bottom, mm-hmm. and then going from that motel to the projects. Wow, and um. And my mom was like, this is it. I got to go back to New York. And I had been down south now for like three or four years. And I had grown to like the south. So at this point, about what age are you? Around 17. I was 17. I know exactly what I was. I was 17 years old, getting ready to go into um, senior year of high school. Senior year of high school. And mom now is thinking of moving back to New York. We did, actually. Oh, oh, okay. So we were in the projects. And she's like, I can't do this anymore. I got to go back. And she was now using again. And um, I was at the point of buying her drugs now. You know, mm. um, she had prostituted me during that time. Um, you know, I ha- she had said, and this is when she was in her drug state. She was like, mm-hmm. you know what? If you're going to give it up, you need to give it up for money. You know, you need mm. to do something. And so this is like, like I said, this is not my mom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This yes. is not my mom. And um, and so she, we would, I remember, we would go to the big, literally the big chicken. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about the big chicken. Oh, yeah, I do. And go there and, and, and the guy would be checking me out. And she was like, oh, you think my door is pretty? You know, and she's like, I'll take your number. And, you know, that guy will be able to, you know, have fun with me for, give me some money. Hey, you want to hang out with me? I need $400, you know, and then wow. I'll get that money from him and give that to my mom, you know. Um Wow, what a what a yeah. thing for you to go through. And so this is while I'm in high school, and I was doing good in high school. Even with all mm-hmm. the stuff going on, I was still mm-hmm. making good grades. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom, like I said, she was on a good place, and we ended up losing everything. Even in the project, she was like, this is still extremely hard. Mm-hmm. And so at 17 years old, my mom says, okay, we're going back to New York. I'm going to go back and live with my mom and figure out something. Mm-hmm. And we get back to New York, and I'm like, I can't be here. 
I don't want to be here. You felt it. I'm like, I shouldn't be here. I don't want to be here. And because I, I was doing well. I had, um, I was making A's and B's, and I was qualifying for the Hope Scholarship. Were you? And I, I had qualified for the Hope Scholarship, and I'm like, man, my grades are good. You know, I mm-hmm. can, you know. And but mind you, I'm very green. I'm very naive. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot. And um, I have a, a little sister at seven years. Like my little sister was probably like eleven at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, now I'm 17. My sister's 10, mm-hmm. and my mom is relapses on and on drugs again. And she's like, um, I don't know. I just don't know what to do. And I'm like, Mom, I don't want to be here. I'm like, I, I'm not talking to her about it. I'm just like, I don't want to be here. And this is what this is the changing point in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. I took my sister to a playground in Brooklyn, um, Washington Square Park, and I took my sister to this playground. And I'm sitting down in the park watching my sister play, and I sit by, I sit by this woman, and this woman and I start talking, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Well, yeah, I can't stand my mother. I can't." And it, it was it was so wild. I can remember us talking, and she's like, "I'm my mother's enabler." My mom, da 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 da, and I start thinking about myself. And oh I'm like, my! I'm like, I'm my mom's enabler. I'm getting my mom her drugs. Yeah, I'm being yeah. prostituted out. Yeah, and the thing, yeah. That, and the thing that got me was she said that she's like, "I hate my mother." And I remember mm. thinking to myself, I'm like, I never want to hate my mother. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, my mom did this up, but I love my mom. Yeah. I love my mother. That's my heart, you know? Um, and, uh, and. That is so sweet, Asia, so, the, your heart on and that. So, um, yeah. We're, my mom, I, I leave the park and I'm like, go back home to my mom. And I'm like, oh, I'm thinking, like, I don't want to hate my mom. Mm-hmm. And so I said, mom, I said, is it possible for me? to go back to Georgia and finish high school and go to college. Mm-hmm. She's like, Asia, where are you going to go? And I said, I said, I don't know. I said, I'll get a job and I'll finish, I'll finish school. And, you know, um, I'll, I'll figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'll think, I'll think about it. You know? And I said, okay, well, you can think about it. And, um, and I said, she's like, okay. And so I'm dating this guy at the time. And me and this guy, you know, it's like nothing serious. Mm-hmm. And I remember. While you're still in New York. I'm still in New York mm-hmm. with her at the time. We had left, we left Georgia during the summer. Mm-hmm. And so it was right before the senior year of school starting for me, for um, high school. And so sure enough, um, me and this guy are dating and talking. Thank you. And um, me and this guy are talking. And my mom, t- my mom tells the guy, she's like, well, you need to have fun with Asia now because she's about to leave. That's how she told me I can leave. Oh my goodness! She said, "Have fun now," because she, she's gonna go, and that's how she told me I can go. She's like, "Yeah, you're gonna, you can oh go." Oh my goodness! And so, um, mm. she, I how had did that make you feel? Grateful. Mm-hmm. I was grateful because I, uh, I, I knew I should not have stayed, I, and, I, and I, at the same time, I didn't know what to do. I knew my mom had a friend here, mm-hmm. so had friends here, mm-hmm. but my, her friends were like, kind of like whatever but i'm like i'll figure something out i'm mm-hmm. like I, I i'll go stay with that friend you know mm-hmm. and that's a crazy story too because that friend that saved with actually tried to kill me <laughs> so wow. I'll, I'll get to that point um so my mom um her, my mom and my um my sister's father my sister's father who is not my dad um ends up taking me my mom says yeah i love you i have 50 dollars and the bible mind you i'm not a believer but i have 50 dollars a bible and a book bag Hmm. in um a one-way ticket to georgia <laughs> and so my mom i, I tell her i love her I tell her thank you and it was like the one time my mom doesn't cry but mom cried that day <laughs> when i left and um and she let me go she let you go and I'm, i was 17 which was really such a loving thing for her to do wasn't it yeah to to really put you first. Oh, she really put you first. Yeah, I am extremely grateful. Um, and we talk about that now. She told me, you know, I think it was last year. Me and her were talking, and she says, "Age, I had a mental breakdown. I lost my mind when I did that that day. I lost wow. it." Um, she really, she's like, I'm. She felt horrible hmm. for doing that because she was like, I, I don't, I can't believe I just did that. But it was one. Of, I told you, I said it was one of the best decisions you've ever made. Yeah. Ever yeah, made. it was loving. It was very. It was loving. a loving, yeah. And um, and so I get on a plane, get back to Georgia. I work, um, and I'm living with one of my mom's friends who end up ends up trying to kill me the day before my SATs. Oh my goodness! Yeah. For for for, <laughs> for what, what reason? Um, Do, was there a reason? She was mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a single mom too, mm-hmm. and she was. I found out that she was going through my stuff, mm-hmm. and um. 
and I was like, I she thought I was actually at school mm-hmm. one day, and I actually wasn't at school, and I caught her going in my room mm. that she was letting me stay in, and I was like, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? And she was like, oh. and then she held me at her stairs, saying, I can kill you, and no one will know. Oh my goodness! And then I, um, you know, I was like, oh my gosh! So I went to school the next day to take the SAT, and I just totally bombed it. <laughs> I mean, I went to sleep on the SAT. I was like, oh, I'm like my mom. You had a few things on your mind yeah, during that. Things. Just a few things a on few your things, mind, you know Asia. Yes. Dude. So I was like, oh my gosh. So damn near killed by her. Go to school. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And mind you, no one at the school knows what's going on. Nobody knows that my mom is mm. not with me. And so I'm like, I'm like God, I got to talk to somebody. Oh, yeah. So I talked to the janitor. I talked to the janitor <laughs> of the high school. I'm like, I said, hey, he's like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, uh, I said, can I tell you something? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I said, I laid everything out. I said, hey, my mom is going through a hard time in New York. I'm here by myself. I don't know what to do. This is my last year of high school. And I said, I'm working. I said, if you happen to know anybody that I can rent a room out from or mm. anybody can, I said, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever. I said, I just need to find some place to stay. you know. Um, and so he goes back to his wife. Mm. And his wife says, let her stay with us. <laughs> And so he lets me rent. He lets me rent out his basement for two hundred dollars. <laughs> and I'm like, thank God. I'm like, thank you so much. And I said, thank you so much. I God said, led you to him. Oh God, it was such. It was so awesome. So God I, let you know he was a safe place to yeah. to fall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Gamble. You know who you are. You're awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, um, so yeah, I ended up graduating high school ab honor roll i mean it was so i was so awesome get it girl yeah. come on yeah. with so, everything uh, coming against you isn't it awesome so god is so i mean he's not, so awesome and so mind you you know i'm not born again at all mm-hmm. during this time you know what i'm saying and um my father thought my biological father thought that my mom was helping me during mm-hmm. all this he's like well you got your mom your mm-hmm. mom is there and then he finds out years later, oh, wow, she wasn't there. I'm like, no, mom. Mm-hmm. I said, mom wasn't able. Because I, I was reaching out to him for help. And um, during this time in my senior year of high school, I'm reaching out to my dad saying, hey, dad, I need your help. Hey, dad, mm-hmm. I need help. Mom is not able to help me. Can you please help me? I don't have anything right now. And mm-hmm. my dad was like, well, I can't do that. I can't do this. And then I said, well, dad, I need help. And my dad was like, I can't leave your brother. And then I remember the moment, this is when pay phones were around. And, um, I remember the moment I, I, I slammed the phone down. I said, forget him and forget God too. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of giving God, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I'm lowering who God is because of a man, because of what my father wasn't able to be. Oh, I, and, and, and it's so interesting because I think that it's so easy to compare God to our earthly fathers yeah. and, um, and he's nothing like, no, he has nothing like our, our earthly fathers. No. And, and some of us have had wonderful, amazing earthly fathers, yeah. but he exceeds everything. Yeah. But, but we do tend to put a label on God yeah. based on what we know in the natural right, with people. Yeah, yeah, with people. And yeah. so you're a senior in high school. Yeah. You're now, you're really on your own. You're living with this couple down in their basement. Yeah, with their kids. They had two, they had three other kids. Oh my goodness. And so they saw, they, they were so kind and sweet. They let me stay there and um, I'm paying rent. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, AG, kind of like a big sister to these kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, it's so funny. It was like, you know, they had, with me being there, they had, you know, two daughters and two sons. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I have. I have two daughters and two sons. Isn't that? You know, it's uh, awesome. You know, I didn't even so think about awesome. it until now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really didn't. And so um, I was just very, 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 very grateful for them opening up their home. Um, there were some things that would happen while I was there, but it was like, I'm just like thankful for the roof being over my head mm-hmm. and it being a stepping stone. And it's like, I, I, I told my mom, I said, okay, I'll finish high school and I'll go to college, you know? And so I took, I think probably like a semester off before starting college, mm-hmm. but I did start, you know, and I went. Did you get school. the Hope Scholarship? I did. That's I did. my girl. Yeah, I did. And so um, I had it for a little while <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's our party in, in college, but I, I did have it for a little bit. Um, but I went to a private college first and then I ended up going to Georgia State. Um, and finishing school at Georgia State. And Georgia State is where I met my husband. <laughs> and that's when Jesus comes into the picture. <laughs> Tell us about that. Tell us yeah. about meeting Jonathan yes. and yes. Jesus coming into the picture. Oh, gosh. So the so what was so beautiful, God, God honors his word, even when you don't know him. So what I had prayed for when I was younger mm-hmm. is something that I never saw. I said, God, I want a godly husband. 
Mm-hmm. Never saw it. <laughs> never. <laughs> never Dude, saw that. Never saw, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, where is this coming from, you know? Um, and But I'm like, God, I want a godly husband. So you had my, never seen that pattern in front of you. You just knew. I just want a godly husband. I want to. I wanna, Your spirit man was crying out. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is this, Pam, is like, I really was wanting Christ. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was my, I, like, we're brides to Christ, right? That's exactly right. And yes. I was wanting him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, yeah. So. Fast forward, going into, I'm at Georgia State, in theater and film, enjoying it, loving it. At this time, I'm practicing Buddhism, you mm-hmm. know, not born again. I had met this guy in a college who was discipling me in, you know, a false god, mm-hmm. <laughs> bottom line. And um, Was that Jonathan? No. No, this no. was before you met Jonathan. No, this, so this guy was actually a friend of me and Jonathan. Oh, got you, okay. Yeah, so this guy was a friend of me and Jonathan. He was Buddhist, mm-hmm. and he, uh, we were all in the same theater program together and we were talking um at school and we were like okay we just finished our finals let's go to a happy hour at this place not too far from um campus and what was happening i was walking through the quad and john my husband my future husband jonathan was crossing my path he was going one way i was going another mm-hmm. and i said hey why don't you come to this happy hour with me he was like okay and he turned around and came with me mm-hmm. and when we go back to, we go to this happy hour and it's me jonathan and this guy that's discipling me in buddhism mm-hmm. and me and jonathan are thumb wrestling at this table and he's talking to the guy that's discipling me in Buddhism. And this guy's talking about, well, hey, you can't relate to people. So you can't talk to people about these different things. He's mm-hmm. dealing with like, you know, race and culture and all this stuff. And Jonathan was answering him saying, well, that's not true. Just because I don't look like somebody doesn't mm-hmm. mean I can't be able to like empathize and talk to them. Yes. Exactly. Right. And so listening to Jonathan talk to this guy, I was like, wow, I like the way he thinks. That's pretty <laughs> cool, you know? And so from that happy hour, we end up going to a play at Georgia State together. And I said, hey, man, you want to you just hang out sometime? Let's exchange numbers. He's like, yeah, that'll be cool. So we end up going out on a date to a Vietnamese restaurant that I hated. Did you? <laughs> yes. We, and it's so funny. I'm like, I just didn't know what I was ordering. But um, I, I remember not liking the food and not enjoying the food, but enjoying his company. But enjoying his company. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because... Um, one of the things I love about my husband is that he's a thinker. He's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And like he, the way that he, he's a great listener and the way that he listens to people and talks to people and then throws questions back at people, he makes you think about what you're saying. Isn't that, and that's a gift. It is. That is really such a gift. It How is. wonderful. And so, um, our conversation was like really good. And as we started dating and talking, he actually was born again, but he had backslidden mm-hmm. and then he had met someone at his work. And that person said, Hey, I go to his church at this house. Why don't you come with me? Cause, um, the person at the, um, his work was talking to someone else about how, what the Bible says is this. Mm-hmm. And the person was just taking a stand and it made my husband say, Whoa, Whoa, you're, you stand out. That's pretty cool. Yes, and, um, yeah. And that made him follow them to where they were going. And so I ended up following him because I'm like, I don't want him to be talking to other girls. I was really going to the church because I didn't want other girls to talk to him. That is such a, I love how God just works. I love how creative God is. So here you are, Asia, immersed in Buddhism. Yes. And your husband is he's being stirred that that holy spirit on the inside of him is being stirred up and so he's gonna go and check out this place where he can get his spirit man fed and you just want to be with him right right. so i'm gonna go with i love that yeah i'm gonna follow him so you're following him so the other girls can keep their hands off yes right these girls are married mind you (laughs) but step but really what did you know i mean it's what that's really what you grew up kind of knowing yeah that you know maybe a man was not safe or had multiple whatever so that was um, you were protecting. You were protecting the the man that you were going to be married to. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so I'm following him. And the thing that got me about where we were going it was so awesome. It was discipleship based. Oh, it was question and answer. So um, the leadership, the apostle said, "Hey, you could raise your raise your hand, ask any question you want." Because back when when Jesus was walking the earth, it wasn't a dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a monologue. It was a dialogue. It was a dialogue. So he says, raise your hand, ask questions mm-hmm. and the Holy spirit will answer you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Whoa, I'm not used to that. You know? So I was able to, um, ask questions. Cause I was still 
in Buddhism. I was mm-hmm. still going to temple. I was mm-hmm. still, you know, all that. I was still into all that stuff. So I was, I started asking questions. I was like, oh, hey, what about this? And he was like, hey, I'll meet with you and Jonathan. Let's all What kind out. of questions did you ask, uh, Asia? One question I asked was, um, why is it that we can't, why, why is the Bible the fi- final authority? Why can't we read up on Siddhartha and Buddha and Allah? Why can't we read up on these, all these other things? Why do you have to have just this one final authority? Mm-hmm. I said, because they all talk about God. They, all talk, they, they actually mention Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I never forget what the, our apostle said. He has said, he says, yeah, they all point to him. But do you realize that he's not pointing to anyone else? Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I said, you're right. Because I remember I was reading this book called Siddhartha. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the book of Siddhartha, they said, like Jesus, like Jesus, like Jesus. Right. You know, and a lot of different texts would always say, like, like Jesus. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Jesus. And, but he says, you notice that they're all pointing to him, but he doesn't point to anyone. Mm. And I'm getting chills. Even t- I mean, I remember that being like a, like, whoa. So good. That you, was an aha for you. Yeah, a big aha, mm-hmm. you know. Um, my And then my husband and I are, are engaged, and he's like, hey, I'm not sleeping with you anymore. I'm not doing this with you anymore. Mm-hmm. And then he started calling me out with my personal life. He says, hey, you think you're better than your mom because you haven't had a child at a wedlock. He says, but have you slept with different people? I'm like, yeah. He says, so what makes you any different than your, what your mom did? And I'm like, whoa. He's like, right. he says, you're looking at her. This, this is when he got born again. Mm-hmm. My husband called me out of my... Mm. <laughs> he called you out he on your... Mm. Yeah, yeah, he called me out on my stuff. <laughs> you know? and, I was, and, I, and the thing about my, my heart and I love... I like conviction. Mm-hmm. I like truth. Yeah. So even though it was uncomfortable, I was like still there. I'm like, I'm not leaving him because of this. I'm like, it's actually drawing me closer. And you know, it reminds me of that scripture, Asia, that says that whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Yes. And yeah. because Jonathan loved you, he was correcting you. And a lot of times we think of correction or discipline as being a bad thing, but it really isn't. It's not. It really isn't. It's just kind of getting us back on course. Yes. It, that's really what correction is and yes. discipline is, is to just help us regauge and right. recalibrate and get back on course. Right, right. Which right. is what he was wanting to help you do. Oh, and yeah. so I, I love that you were able to even receive that those words from him because I, you know, I I think that could be a rare thing. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) And the funny thing is I was receiving it unsaved. That's, that's fantastic. That's amazing. I I mean, that is the Holy spirit. It really is. Yeah. It really, really is. So, um, but, uh, so yeah, so I, he was calling me out of my stuff Mm -hmm. and he stopped doing a lot of stuff with me. Like if you stop sleeping with me, um, we never lived together, but I mm-hmm. would go to his place. He would go to my place. Mm-hmm. He stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, he was going out with this ministry, doing different things. He's like, yeah, God's told me to be here. God's told me to do this. And I was like, whoa. He's like, he said, um, and the, this, this is what, this was like the nail that did it. Because mm-hmm. we were, we started arguing, you mm-hmm. know, because I was like, well, what about when, because we started talking about our children. Mind mm-hmm. you, we're not married. Mm-hmm. We're not having any, ch- we, we're not together. We don't have any children or anything, any of that yet. And I was, he was talking about, we're going to raise our children this way. Mm-hmm. We're going to raise our children this way. And I'm like, what about this? This one, I was looking at the Buddhist book mm-hmm. and the, you know, Allah, all these different things, you know, mm-hmm. all these different spiritual books, self-help books. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, the Bible is our final authority. The Bible is our final authority. I'm like, what? He's like, look, he's this Asia. He says, I love you. He says, but I love you enough to tell you, I would rather you marry a man 10 years from now and know Jesus than you marry me right now and not know him at all. And I was like, holy crap. I'm like, oh, like, whoa. I mean, those were, I never forgot him. I mean, those, my goodness, those were lines in the sand. That was a line in the sand. That was it. Yeah, that was, that was it. it. And um, that night I went to bed and had a dream. And that dream was God showing me, I'm only here to, I love you. I'm here to help you. It was a le- one of the leaders in our church. And I had a dream about that leader saying, hey, I'm only, I want to help you. He mm-hmm. was at the foot of my bed. And mm-hmm. I was just like, Whoa. and then I went to the, um, went to the fellowship the next day and I, re- I remember walking around the church and everything and I was like, you know, God, just give me, give me another sign. Give me something. <laughs> and then I look up, I, he's, I, I just remember looking up and seeing Jesus loves you and an Asia on a license plate. I'm not kidding. Oh my goodness. Not kidding. I, I can't make that up. Uh, you can't make that up. It was Jesus, a heart and Asia at the bottom loves you. Oh I'm my like, goodness. On the license plate. I was like, <laughs> Really? Okay, God. Our God is not in a box. He is no. so creative. No. He knows how to get our attention. Yeah. He knows how to speak our language because yeah. he wired us. Yeah. Yeah. He knows what we can hear and not hear. Yeah. Wow. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And it was, I mean, so from that point, you know, I was just like, 
let's okay. You know, and so blessing was we were in a discipleship based ministry, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't even know what a disciple was. Discipleship, disciple, mm-hmm. fivefold ministry, apostles, any other. And I remember our apostle looking at us, we were all in the table kind of like this and mm-hmm. we were sitting down and he looked at me, he's like, well, you're an evangelist. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. But I'll take it. Yeah, okay, I'm I'll like, be that. I'm like, whatever. Okay, whatever. Mm. You are an evangelist, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. And uh, But I remember we go out, we started doing street ministry and going out, and um, we all be dressed in black together and just marching, you know, just doing all this stuff. I'm like, man, I like this. And mm-hmm. I wasn't even talking. Like, I was mm-hmm. on, I, they had me on silent because I'm like, they're like, you're new out here. We don't want you to get hurt. Just be quiet and watch mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So I'd be, I'm like, no, okay. You know, and I was just like to the T, and I'm like, and I like that order, you know. But you're and it's absorbing so, yeah, it, and our, and our soul wants it. Like yes, our soul, it, does. it wants yes. that order, you know. Yeah. And so, um, we we were going out doing outreach, and I would show up early, and I'm like, okay, let's prepare the sandwiches, let's do this. And our apostles like, you really are enjoying this, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah. I said, I just want to get ready, you know. And I'm, <laughs> I was just eager. I'm like, let's go, and um, and I loved going out there and just loving on people. And then the next thing you know, he's like, okay, well, you are going to be the head of outreach. Okay, well, you are going to start teaching on Sundays. Okay, well, you are going to be discipling. I'm like, so it's just like all kind of just start going. Just like a domino. Yeah. and so You know, listening to your testimony, Asia, it reminds me of that scripture that says that God's words for our lives are irrevocable. They really are. And so I look at all these different twists and turns in your life of how God took you from Brooklyn to Atlanta, back to Brooklyn, back to Atlanta, uh, how you met Jonathan, how he put that line in the sand for uh, you guys, because God knew yeah. that you were going to reach the destiny yeah. that he had planned for you. And nothing was going to, no turn you were going to take no. was going to stop that from happening because right. God does order our steps. And, you know, as I listen to your testimony, Asia, I feel like you could you give a word to women who maybe are in a situation that you were in where yeah. you everything looked bleak everything looked yeah. help, hopeless and helpless here you are a 17 year old girl supporting yourself in high school yeah not having trying to find a place to live and you know so so many people just take that as a given that was yeah. not a given for you but so many people are in this this situation, this hard situation. What would you speak over our Jesus girls? Yeah, right now, to look at him and mm-hmm. don't take circumstances and people and what, don't take what people, I love, I'll take it. This is what I've heard from Dan, Dan Moeller, thank you. Um, he says, don't let, pe- what, don't let what people don't see change what you do see. Oh, that's good. And not letting what they don't see change who he is mm-hmm. and not letting circumstances speak louder than who he is. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. all those things, that's why I, I said that about my parents. I love my mom and I love my father. Mm-hmm. They didn't know who he was. That's you know right. what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. people, the person that tried to kill me, she didn't know who he was. Yeah. So I hold nothing, nothing against anybody or anything that, I mean, anything that they did. You know what I'm saying? I made errors and mistakes. And when I did those things, I did it not know who he was. So I would tell all these awesome, amazing people that are listening right now, look at who, look at him, you know look what I'm saying? And, and the thing is, as you, as you, as you're being with him, as you're communing with him, allow that transformation to just start that, allow it to happen. Cause it's going to naturally happen by just being with him. You know, like I, I love what pastor Craig said, don't strive. You don't have to try to do anything. Just be with him and allow him to just show you this is who I am. Therefore, this is who you are. As he is, so are we. <laughs> it's knowing you know who we are, right? It's it. knowing that our that our identity is not anchored in what we do. Right. It's not anchored in our right. circumstances. It's anchored in him. Right. That's and, everything. And, and, and who we are to him. We are his daughters. Yes. We are his most beloved. Yes. And he is every single thing that we could possibly need. Yes. I loved, I loved what you just said, Asia, that when we make room to commune with him. Yes that he takes care of everything else. Yeah. As you were just being promoted, you're going to be over outreach ministry. You're going yeah. to be, but at the same time, what I, I hear is this, you had to give your yes. Yeah. Yeah. You had to be willing. Yeah. Because yeah. God's not going to bring any of us kicking and screaming. No, no. And, it, and the thing is, it was willingness without, I mean, I was, that's in this, I got promoted at my work not too long ago. It's like, you end up doing those things mm-hmm. before they actually, you know what I'm saying, before it actually happens. So you're it's actually true. walking it out. You are. Before you actually are promoted into it, mm-hmm. you know? That's so true. So. 
That is so true. Well, you know, I, I, I think we could just talk for days. We definitely are, have got to bring you back on the show. Yeah. But I think right now we should make a declaration yes. over our Jesus girls on the fact that God has a plan for us, right, Asia? Yes. Yeah. And, and his plans are irrevocable. And we just need to make room for him yeah. to get in his presence. And he's going to lead us and give us the vision that we need to accomplish what we were created to do. Yes. Let it be according to, let it be to us according to his word. Yes. Yeah. That word that he's stamped over our lives. So, um, Asia, you're going to lead us through this declaration. Jesus girls, we're going to repeat after Asia. And when you say these words, say them with belief, with intention, undoubting that this is what God has for you right now. I declare I have been given everything I need to walk in godliness. I believe I have been given everything I need to walk in godliness. And to fulfill. And to fulfill. Every plan. Every plan. God has written. God has written. Over my life. Over my life. Woo. That is so powerful. And you know, I, I just love to see you fulfilling the plans he has written over your life, yeah, Asia, and and to to see where you have come from, and I'll tell you, um, you're just you are a, a you are a warrior princess for the kingdom of God. So are you, sis? And uh, <laughs> and I and uh, I think that that was just the part of us that just ignited when yeah. when we met, and you know, before we head out, uh, Jesus girls. Uh, well, actually, before we leave this place in the show how can our how can we get a hold of you asia because you've just launched your new youtube channel yes, yes. Uh, you've been doing this for a while and let me just i just want to give a plug for asia's youtube channel it's good it's really good she is such a good fitness pro she knows what she's doing she is very clear she gives you nice bite-sized chip pieces that you can take and implement so you can just watch a video in a in a really quick period of time and get yeah. some really cool ideas yeah. on what to do for that particular day. So how can we get a hold of you? Um, Yala Warriors is a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. but um, my Instagram is actually Life Coach Asia. Um, and the YouTube channel name will be changing just so you guys know it's the why behind you. Um, so when you guys go, if you like, where is she? Um, you'll probably see in the next month or so the why behind you, but please find me on my Instagram. I'm on there daily under life coach Asia. And can you just spell, uh, Asia, AJ, AJA. Yes. AJA. So life coach Asia, Asia. Yes. Okay. So follow Asia on Instagram, uh, check out her YouTube channel. You'll be happy that you did. And then we're going to be watching for the change Yes. in the next month or two with your YouTube channel. And before we head out today, uh, you know, it's always really fun when I have a fitness, a fitness gal on the show with me. And most specifically today, yeah. I got a Pilates girl on the, yeah. and, and we both happen to be Pilates, uh, that's sort of one of our jams yes, is, is. is, is the core. And so in, in 2023, Asia, what are some, what are some tips f- to keep our core strong? Because we know that our core is foundational, it right? Is. It is really the foundation from which we do every other kind of movement is yes. keeping our core strong. So maybe you could give us a couple of tips on how we can keep our core strong. Yes. Yeah, so, okay, for my moms, I know I'm a mom of four. I want you first to check to see if you have diastasis recti. I want you to see if you have separation of your core first, all right? That is extremely important because if there is any ab separation, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're doing some exercises to restore that. There's some simple core compressions that you can do. If you're listening right now, you can take a deep breath in. As you're breathing out, exhale that navel into your spine and squeeze your abs in for five, four, three, two, and one. Ooh, I feel that. I love it. There you go. And as you're doing that, do a Kegel at the same time, mm-hmm. which means you just, if you had to go to the bathroom, you're just going to hold that muscle in mm-hmm. at the same time as you're squeezing that core in and then slowly let it go. You would do that, say, for three to five minutes, slowly contracting the core as well as doing the Kegel mm-hmm. and then slowly release. 
But for my moms, especially because I know this, even being in the health and wellness industry, Pam, I know you know this too, being a mom, that you need to check to make sure that your abs are together or, or check to see that your abs are not too far apart. apart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's can you one. give, can you give uh, our Jesus girls a tip on how they might do that? Yeah, so you can lay down on the ground, having your head and shoulders on the ground, your hips are down, your back is nice and long, and then you can place your hands directly above your navel. Mm-hmm. And as you're doing that, you want to slowly raise your head and shoulders up if you find that you have a space of two fingertips that's separation even if it's Mm -hmm. one fingertip that's separation Mm -hmm. but if you don't have any gaps that means you don't have any separation of your rectus abdominis Mm -hmm. Um, that's what you can do and if you still find yourself having issues on that you can also talk to your doctor you can also check on on YouTube there's a plethora of um, other yeah Mm -hmm. of so many people that are wanting to help you find out because what can happen is this if you find yourself doing exercises you can actually be making that worse Mm -hmm. when you're holding a high plank um, rather than modifying what playing being against the wall right so you want to make sure that you're finding that out first now for those moms if you're not a mom you want to do some pilates you want to make sure that you're drawing that navel into your spine your shoulders are back when you're working out that your form is correct and yep. that with every exercise that you're doing that you're engaging your core while you're doing it so that you can protect that spine and you know i, I loved what you just said asia about the breathing yes because the that deepest lowest layer of our abdominals it's called the transverse, and it's actually a breathing muscle, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So it's an involuntary muscle that we can volunteer to move, yes. to contract. So uh, what Asia was just saying, let's do, let's say we're going to do this when the light is red. Instead right. of being frustrated at a red light, yeah. how about in 2023, <laughs> if we say, oh, good, the light is red, I am now going to take a breath in. I love you, Pam. And I am going to activate my Kegels, and I am going to, and I am going to thread my navel hard to my spine. And you're getting a, you're getting a pelvic floor workout right there. there you're you getting are. a core workout right there. I can see you doing that at a red light. Yeah, I do. Actually, actually, I do do that at red light. I so <laughs> then I don't get frustrated. Yeah. But um, anyway, I am just so glad that you have been with us today, Me too. Asia, and. Please check out Asia's YouTube channel. Uh, You're going to be so happy that you did. She is a girl who's going to give you inspiration to keep your body and your mind and your spirit in shape for 2023. So, um, Asia... It has been a joy. I cannot wait to have you back. Same. Jesus girls, please write for our declarations for 2023. We want you to have them. Pam at JesusGirlRoar.com. We'll send them right out to you and print them out and put them someplace where you can see them every day and speak them over your life every time we get together. We're learning new ways to find our roar. And I'll tell you, today, Asia has brought it so clearly home to us Mm -hmm. that no matter what twists and turns our life may take, that... God's going to get us to the place where he wants us to be because his plans over our lives don't change. No, they don't. We change, but he never changes. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Asia, thank you for being here. Jesus girls, we love you. Jesus is crazy about you. And we can't wait to be with you next time on Jesus Girl Roar.